not one show, but two on this Gopher Friday. We got to catch it up. We got to get it going. And we're breaking down the Gophers and what they need to do to win this weekend. Two episodes, one day. Let's kick it off. Hey, you are no Locked happens, On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. Now, I know it hasn't been every day of the week this week. I have been recovering. I did test positive for COVID-19 for the first time in two and a half years. I thought I was immune, folks. I thought I might have been able to kick it, but... It got me after two and a half years now. That said, we're trying to bounce back. We're trying to recover. And so we're dropping two episodes today to make sure you've got that gopher goodness. But today, this first episode, we are going to talk about the gophers and what they need to do in this Western Illinois matchup. Now, be sure to follow on YouTube, hit subscribe, and find us wherever you get your podcasts at Locked on Golden Gophers. Now, the message for this week's matchup should be expect more of the same. The Gophers are heavy favorites once again versus Western Illinois, who is an FCS opponent that has not been historically great. The spread is 37 and a half points, which means if you pick Minnesota, they have to win, not only win, but they have to win by 38 or more when it comes to picking the spread. This is the third largest spread in the week once again, so third largest spread of week two. The first is Michigan versus Hawaii with a spread of 50 points. And then you have number two, which is Ohio State versus Arkansas State, which has a spread of 43.5 points. Now, the total scoreline for this game is 57.5, which is more than what we saw against New Mexico State. Something I would be willing to take the under on each and every time the Gophers historically don't have a ton of games in the last couple of years where they're going above 55 and a half. So 57 and a half just gives you more wiggle room. Now we saw them put up 38 points again against New Mexico state. I would be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if they were back in that 38, 42, 45 points range, but I don't think that this Western Illinois team is going to score very much if at all. So that means Let's give them 10 points at max. So that means the Gophers have to score 48 points plus their 10 to get above that 57 and a half. That's just a really big scoring chunk, which I don't see happening, even if it's an FCS opponent. So I would smash the under on there. Now, let's talk about key matchups for the Gophers. The first is going to be Mo Ibrahim and Trey Potts versus the D-line. Again, similar to week one. This is second verse, same as the first. You should see a heavy ground game approach from the Gophers. I would expect maybe another half from Mo, and then maybe once we hit that third quarter, he'll see one series, maybe two, and then they'll probably sit him again. Trey will probably get a majority of the reps in quarter three, and then you'll probably see Bryce Williams and a couple other guys in the fourth, if all goes according to plan. Now, both of them will likely be out of the fourth quarter if the game is in hand. 
The next matchup that is key is Nazir Brantley versus Terrell Smith, Justin Wally, and Ryan Stepp. So their number one receiver against our three cornerbacks, because I don't know who necessarily will take him. Now, if he lines up on the outside, I believe we would see a lot of tea time against Nazir or Nazim. And if he is in the slot, I would expect to see a lot more Ryan Stapp to match up with his speed, but Michael Dixon can hold his own as well. This will be the matchup of the night, in my opinion. Brantley is their burner wide receiver who had three explosive touchdowns in week number one. I expect T-Time will see him the most on the outside. Ryan Stapp will see him the most on the slot on the inside if it happens. And how are DBs approach neutralizing him will be the key number one to the Gophers exerting their dominance on this Western Illinois team. Now the last key matchup is our front seven versus Nick Davenport. Nick Davenport is their quarterback. Um, This is mainly about keeping the pressure on him and containing him within the ground game. Like I said, A quarterback that can effectively use their legs could maybe present problems for this Gophers defense, depending on how the front seven is able to contain. We haven't really seen those challenges before, so it will be something to keep an eye on. I don't anticipate this quarterback would have enough talent to really put the pressure on us and give us problems, but it could expose flaws for future teams if it is the case. So getting enough pressure to the quarterback will be a key in not letting him get outside of the pocket or doing too much damage with his legs. Coming up next, we're going to talk about what the keys to victory in week two and developing the team moving forward will be. Bet Online is your number one source when it comes to all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports information for this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts over at Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gopher sports on the daily. Let's jump into the keys to victory in week two and success moving forward. The first, we're going to talk about three keys. The first is defense keeping up with its week one performance success and keeping an inferior opponent struggling throughout four quarters. Now, if we can continue to be locked down on third down, we only gave up six first downs in total in our week one game. And on third down, the team was two in nine, which means we stopped them seven times. We only gave up 91 total yards and we'll look to contain this opposing opponent, keeping them below 150 yards or less once again. Proving a top-tier defense, both on the ground and through the air, that would really help assert itself if we hold them to under 150 total yards, once again, back-to-back weeks. Now, point number two is the red zone equaling the dead zone. We allowed zero red zone opportunities in week one, and we'll look to do the same in week two. Western Illinois also did not see any red zone opportunities in their FCS matchup in week one. All of their scoring came from explosive plays. So we should be able to keep this trend going. Our defense has been one of the best at not allowing explosive plays. So if we can maintain low to no explosive plays, plus keeping them out of the red zone, That'll prove a lot for this defense and its caliber, but it will also get us another lopsided victory 
which we should have with no problem. Now, key number three and the final key here is once again, get reps for key rotational guys. Not only should we win, but this should be a good game for us to get the younger guys some valuable reps in case injuries happen, in case we need guys to step up. So this is one of the ones. So you want to see more reps from Beanie Bishop, from the other right tackles in Martez Lewis and JJ Gaudet, from Darnell Jeffries, Lorenzo Sergers, Bryson Coleman, Jalen Glaze, Darius Darius Green. The more we can see these guys getting reps because we have the game in hand, the better it will be for our program, not only this year moving forward, but in the future as well. Hopefully, I haven't heard much on Austin Booker, but he had a wrist injury in week one. Hopefully, he's able to get back in there for this week too. But again, obviously, this only happens if the game is well in hand. Now, we're going to close the show talking about four players to step up for the Gophers, two on offense and two on defense. That's coming up next. Once again, I thank you for tuning in, and I thank you for giving me leeway as I'm bouncing back from this illness. That being said, let's jump into the top four players to step up this week for the Gophers who are looking to step up two on each side of the ball. Now, the first player I've got is Nick Callerup. He was the highest graded gopher in PFF in week one. He looked phenomenal in the run blocking. Also had a catch for 16 yards and first down. His added he added his added contributions in the run blocking will go a long way as he continues to thrive in that area. And it'll lead to success of our key player number two, Mo Ibrahim. Now, the warm-up has passed, and he looked more than back. We are hoping to see even more flashes of brilliance from him, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten when playing, especially against an FCS opponent. I'm hoping to see 150 yards or more and a score, if possible, but I also really want to see one big explosive rush of 35 yards or more just to really show he's ready to go. Now, defensive players, the two that we're looking to step up this week is Tyler Newbin with a <clears throat> team set to pass a lot more against us, or at least attempt to pass a lot more. We would like to see more statistical tribute contributions from Tyler Newbin, the leader of our secondary. I anticipate there will be a lot more opportunities for turnovers and pass breakups with a receiver who had three explosive touchdowns. So Newbin will be a key piece for us in this week's matchup. Now, the fourth and final gopher I want to mention is Mariano Sorimarin. He, I think he's going to be a key to containing the quarterback from scrambling and hurting us with his legs. <clears throat> Mariano can not only contain him, but his hits pack a punch, folks. I don't know if you watched this in the first game, but every time he is letting the impact, he is sending a message. So it likely can send a second thought to this quarterback, should I scramble? after a few hits because he packs a punch and it sends the message. It gives that little self-doubt, that second thought, which is all we need for the defense to close the gap, especially with the recovery speed we see from this defense. So those are the four players that I've got as key matchups. That's going to do it for us on this episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. But don't forget, we've got two epi episodes dropping today. So we're going to talk with Tristan, doing over-unders, doing predictions. Be sure to tune into that. <clears throat> be sure to subscribe. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next week where hopefully we'll be back to 100% health and ready to go.